0: We have all had struggles with our skin, and that's why I'm excited to partner with Apostrophe, a sponsor of this episode. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. I personally love the sign-up process for Apostrophe. I got my products so quickly, and they feel amazing on my skin. We have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with an Apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com secrets when you use our code secrets. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash secrets and click begin visit and then use our code secrets at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only five dollars that's a-p-o-s-t-r-o-p-h-e dot com slash secrets and use the code secrets to get your first dermatologist crafted treatment plan for five dollars and we thank apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast Hello, I am Alex Weiss, or A-Dubs on the internet. Welcome to Revealing Your Secrets, the podcast, where every week I will reveal your secrets in whatever way you'll let me, through voicemails, written submissions. I'll be talking to some of you about your secrets on the phone or even in person. Last week, we had an episode with my therapist, Meredith, which was very interesting, And had a really meaningful conversation with someone who had submitted a secret. Check it out if you haven't. I feel so fulfilled, to be honest, right now in this new medium of revealing your secrets because I feel like it allows for me to really go further into the content of your secrets and have more in-depth conversations about not only the actual, like, juicy details of the stories, but the emotional implications and everything that comes with the experiences that you have all had. So I just feel, I don't know, I'm like, I'm both tickled in having a good time, but also having meaningful conversations that have been feeling emotionally satisfying. <laughs> I hope you guys feel the same way. Let me know. Uh, Leave a review or a comment and say whether you hate the show or you love it. But if you hate it, don't bother.
1: I can't believe that I'm actually about to share this. But, okay, say my name is Jeremy. I was, like, jerking off. And I was having a pretty good, like, session, right? And I got really close. And then my mom called me and she was like, Hey, I gotta go outside and do something. Can you finish dinner? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I had to pull my pants up and shit. And I went in there and she was making spaghetti. So...
2: I had to like continue cooking the
1: meat and literally I was so fucking horny. I like, I finished cooking the meat with my left hand and I literally oh. jerked off on the floor with my right hand. And when I like came, I had to like grab a paper towel and wipe it up uh. and I, I I can't eat spaghetti anymore.
0: Me neither. Oh my God. <laughs> why Why do I feel shame right now? Like for you? <laughs> oh my God. Also, you finished cooking the meat with your left hand and your right hand. (laughs) You finished dinner and dessert. You have to respect your ability to multitask, I guess. I want to judge you, and I I am judging you, but there is this thing that happens when we're horny, when we get into, like, a feral headspace, and anything goes. (laughs) It's like being drunk, but instead of being intoxicated on alcohol, you're intoxicated through, I don't know, sexual pressure. I get it. I get it. I, I'm judging you, but I get it. Sometimes you get horny, you black out, and suddenly you're coming on the kitchen floor while helping your mom do chores. That was a nice poem. I like that. We'll call it, um, masturbation. I love you, but you bring out the worst in me. Masturbation. The come down after coming. Masturbation. That so wasn't like me. And I'll probably do it again tomorrow. I don't know. It's a work in progress. Uh, But thank you for sharing. (laughs) Don't do it again. You probably, but you might. It's okay. It's not okay, but it's okay.
3: Hi, Alex. So um, my secret is that I faked a knee injury to get out of work. Well, okay. It didn't start as me faking a knee injury. I actually hurt my knee at work. And then um, I went in the next day and they had me like fill out some papers about how I hurt my knee. And then I um, called out like the next few days and then my knee was better, but I really didn't want to go back because I didn't like my job. So I kept calling out because my knee was hurting Uh, I did quotes, but you can't see that. And um, eventually they were like, "Um, you need to do like physical therapy and stuff because your knee hasn't gotten better. And I ended up missing a month of work. (laughs) And then um, not going back to my job because I had too much anxiety about faking the injury. Yeah. So, um, I made my job pay for physical therapy that I didn't need. <laughs> and then abandoned the job. Honest that's all. Thanks. Oh, Bye. He
0: wasn't done. <laughs> Honestly, there is nothing more draining and soul crushing than a job that you do not like. So I get going to drastic measures to get out of going to work if you don't enjoy the work that you do. This reminds me of a story my friend told me, something that he did to get out of the job that he didn't like. He pretended to be Jewish. Sorry, by the way, I'm upstaging your secret because this secret is better. I hope my friend doesn't mind me telling. (laughs) He pretended to be Jewish because one day he wanted to get out of work early and it happened to have been a Jewish holiday. But instead of them just letting him go off of work early, they got excited and asked that he... let them zoom in to his candle lighting ceremony so he like crash course two hours had to learn that prayer i I don't like the and i elohenu melehalom i don't know the rest of it but he does now because he had to learn it and he did and i don't know if this makes the story any better or worse um it is just what happened no one even showed up to the zoom session which is actually just pretty rude you can't invite yourself to someone's like religious occurrence and then not even come but now he has a an interesting skill as someone who isn't even jewish so that's good for him he doesn't even work there anymore so actually i think the conclusion for this secret is that if you find yourself lying or going to great measures to avoid the work you're doing, maybe consider switching your place of employment, if you can. I know it's not always that easy. I hope your knee gets better. Just kidding. I know that it's not. Okay, let's make money and thank our sponsors. A perfect sponsor for this series. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we will see during the podcast, life can be hard and confusing, so BetterHelp Online Therapy is here to help you navigate it all by assessing your needs and matching you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Therapy is something that personally changed my life. When I think about how my life started turning around, when I started feeling better and making better choices, I, I think back to basically the time period where I started doing therapy, just becoming more aware of uh, blind spots and being able to work through my problems with someone other than just the hamster wheel in my head. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, and the service is available for clients worldwide. With BetterHelp, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to deal with driving or sitting in an uncomfortable waiting room. You can have therapy from the comfort of your couch. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. It's a great way to show up for yourself and invest in your own well-being because you deserve some inner peace. Visit betterhelp.com/alex. That's better h e l p slash a l y x and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And a special offer for Revealing Your Secrets listeners, get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Alex. Have you ever had an acne breakout come at the worst possible time? I know I have, which is why I am excited to partner with Apostrophe, a sponsor of this episode. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. At Apostrophe, an expert dermatology team will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. You just fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals, medical history, snap a few photos of your skin, and a board-certified dermatologist will create your initial customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, even chest knee, back knee, butt knee. They treat breakouts from head to toe. Something I really like about Apostrophe is that the products feel really nice on my skin. Sometimes when I use face products, they either feel too heavy, like they're going to clog my pores even more, or they feel like I'm punishing my skin and it stings. But so far, my experience with the products has been very pleasant. We have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash secrets when you use our code secrets. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash secrets and click begin visit. Then use our code secrets at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only 5 dollars that's a-p-o-s-t-r-o-p-h-e dot com slash secrets and use the code secrets to get your first dermatologist crafted treatment plan for five dollars and we thank apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast
4: you've got mail
0: so a few years ago, I found a way to hack webcams. I ended up hacking this one girl's webcam and watched her for months. I found out through combos a lot about her. She was a year younger than me. I watched her do everything. I was with her at her lowest without her even knowing. It sounds like you were also at your lowest. I ended up falling in love with her and after a month, I was able to find her Instagram. What? After a month, you were able to find her Instagram? How, could you, how can you hack into her webcam and watch her, but it takes you a month to find her Instagram? Something about that does not make sense to me. We started chatting, but it was hard not to slip something in that could have blown my cover. We became best friends online, and eventually we met up. It was the most indescribable feeling to finally see the girl I had fallen in love with through watching her. Anyways, a few years have passed, and we are now happily married with a baby on the way, and she still has no idea I used to watch her. I started watching other people too a few months ago. No. You know what's messed up? I actually think I could get down with this secret. Not really, but like a little bit. If you didn't, do it again. If you just did it once, realized it was creepy, you made a mistake, it led you to where you are, and you're in love, Okay, that's fine. I I guess I don't love it, but I'll I accept. But no, of course this is a weird obsessive behavior that isn't just going to go away with one person. The secret's really giving me um you energy, you know, the show you, uh, like a like it seems in certain moments super romantic. Actually, it actually does <laughs> It doesn't. It's really creepy, no matter what. I just hate that you're still watching people, and also. I'm afraid that people are watching me it's like one of the I suppose compulsive fears that I have when I'm alone in my home I even have little things on my laptop and my computer my desktop that block people from being able to do that I mean you'd still be able to hear me I suppose and you could probably hack into my phone not to give you ideas um anyways, the point is, like, I've been afraid of this, and then I tell myself, no, that's not even possible, and now I know that it is possible, so that's really upsetting information. I guess if someone fell in love with me after watching me do the weird shit I do alone in my home, then it probably would be true love, but also, I guess, how meaningful is the love of someone who um, is willing and able to creep on you through your webcam you know what I mean like how high are their standards how good are they at setting and respecting boundaries probably not incredibly gifted or skilled sir (laughs) I would love if instead of watching strangers on the internet watch your wife watch your baby on the way you know watch a movie if you want to watch something on a screen this is really a lo- this is really disturbing to me and I really really want to talk to you on the phone. And it's so difficult because I actually have your email from the submission but you opted to not be spoken to, so I'm not going to reach out to you. But if you change your mind, let me know. Look at that. That was me respecting your boundary. Try it. Try it out. So easy. So kind. Give it a go. Really though, stop watching people. Oh, my God. I'm sorry for everyone listening if this has just brought a whole new level of anxiety into your existence. I, I really didn't think it was actually possible to do that. But I guess it is. And um, we're all just gonna have to sit with that now. I work at Subway, and I have for over a year now. I don't wash my hands after I leave the bathroom there. I also don't wash them before making subs. I like to eat pickles and other food right off the line when nobody's watching. My Subway has failed multiple health inspections, and once we put out chicken from three months prior. Sometimes our stuff has mold on it, too, and the veggies will get slimy after being on the line in the same bin for many days. I love my job. Oh, Oh, my God. There is actually maybe nothing grosser than slimy vegetables. I will start by saying that. I bet someone out there likes slimy vegetables, though. Like, they ripen them up until they're slimy. Um, Most people, though, I'd say probably not. I personally don't prefer a slimy vegetable or chicken. That's three months expired. Okay, I don't eat at Subway because I got food poisoning from Subway like seven years ago. And sometimes after that happens, there's just no going back, which I guess is not super surprising after hearing this secret. But I will say that I know that this is kind of commonplace for food service establishments, fast food, like all the way from fast food to restaurants, proper restaurants. So it is unsettling. Even though I don't eat at Subway, I know this is not uncommon. And so this is unsettling that we we all know this but we can't really do anything about it this actually would be a really good moment to have a um, a food service delivery sponsor amanda get on it that's my producer what'd you say
4: i'm all over it yes it's really the i love my job for me
0: (laughs) at the end (laughs) i love my job (laughs) I just want you to wash your hands. I think at the end of all of this, I really just want you to wash your hands. Like, If you want to feed me vegetables that are slimy, if you want to feed me three-month-old chicken, fine. Just wash your hands. We're still in a pandemic. Oh, my God. Also, you know what I just realized? Isn't there a a joke online about Subway being like a depressed person's meal? It's like if your friend eats at Subway more than once a week, it's cause for concern. Have you heard that?
4: I don't know, but I did hear that Subway's bread was made out of yoga mats or or the same (laughs) material. like The same material that is used to make yoga mats. I did hear that. (laughs) That
0: can't be real.
4: I I don't know.
0: Oh, my God. Um, You heard it here first or maybe you didn't hear it here first and maybe it's just true. That
3: can't be true.
0: What? okay well nobody is eating at subway on this podcast now we're definitely not gonna get sponsored by subway now either (laughs) about a month ago i was feeling spontaneous and wanted to get a brazilian i booked at a nearby salon and went in feeling nervous as hell Turns out my waxer was a guy and was hot as fuck I'm sitting there, cooch out. I notice he's getting a little touchy. I brush it off as I'd never gotten a Brazilian before and thought it was normal. It was turning me on, though. I look down and see he's hard. I was like WTF, but also turned on. He looks at me and starts getting a little frisky down there and asks me if I'm into it. I was so confused, but I was horny, so I said yes, he started fingering me, and it was really good. Long story short, I fucked a wax, text, a wax tech in a waxing salon. We've been hooking up ever since. Oh, my God. I, I. I'm sorry. This is crazy. I have two thoughts. My brain is splitting in two different directions, so I'm just going to start with the first one, which is this is so messed up. You can't just, he can't just, like, start, Doing stuff and then seeing if you're into it when he's working a job like that. You can't you can't be the only girl he did this to if he's if he's doing it to you. You know what I mean? Sorry to break it to you if you thought that you were. But I don't I don't think you are a a man. Should not be working as a genital waxer for women. I just think that's a terrible idea. What what incentive would a man have to have to work that job other than being a creep you know like why did he shouldn't have if I went to get a Brazilian and my waxer was a guy I would not follow through I also would feel even more uncomfortable if they were hot to be honest (laughs) because part of what happens when you go in for a Brazilian is that you have to be like wildly as hairy as you can be. So it comes off easily. So you'd be very ill-prepared. But also I know that that's like a socially conditioned belief. All bodies are beautiful. We don't need to be hairless to be ready and sexy. Um, But that's, that's a conditioning that I have. So yes, I would show up and I'd be like, oh, I wasn't ready for this. No, I I really just don't think a man should have that job. I'm really upset about it, to be honest. But on the other side, on the other hand, I am turned on. I'm turned on. This is like a pornographic storyline that I would watch, <laughs> that I would engage in. Uh, it actually reminds me, there was a show I was watching and – transparent it's really good if you haven't seen it check it out one of the characters had a very sexual relationship with her personal trainer it was, it was similar to this like um and I remember really being aroused by it so i I think I think what it is is the efficiency of it like the the two birds one stone of it all you get to do something and get laid that is like a precisely in my wheelhouse of what works for me like I want I want to get it done. Also, something about the pleasure and pain mixture, like it, having a little treat. What's that TikTok sound? That's like, it's like a reward. It's like you get a little treat for doing something you don't want to do. I, I like that. Like, yes, I want to work out and get laid. I want to get waxed and get laid. I want to go to jury duty and get laid. I want to go do my taxes with my accountant and get laid I think that everyone should add that service to their um services <laughs> <laughs> I think it's illegal though which makes it even hotter oh my god sorry if I just hurt your ears I'm really mad that I'm aroused by this but I'm all part of me is like I'm scheming I'm like who can I get to I think we should move on <laughs> I think we should move on. Amanda, yes. All right. What do you are you turned on or more disturbed by this? I need another opinion. I'm I'm low key turned on by this too. Okay, I feel you.
4: I think it's like any really busy people are like hell yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> That's why I loved when you were like, yeah, I want to do a thing that I have to do and then get late. Like I don't want to set out two hours at night to have a date and then have set, like I just let's do it. At the grocery store when I'm checking out. (laughs) All right. Thank you for not making me feel, for helping me feel sane. Oh, one more piece of advice before we move on from the secret to the girl who is hooking up with this guy. I wouldn't get serious with him. (laughs) Uh, Fine, you can hook up, but I just don't, he doesn't sound like a stand-up dude is all I have to say. I think I accidentally made a random couple divorced. So I was out with my best friends, and we were playing this game called For the Girls. Well, I pulled a card that said to text your number neighbor, the person with the phone number, one number off from yours. And I texted the number saying that I was pregnant and he needed to man up and take some responsibility for his kid. Well, I accidentally sent some random dude's wife, and she was all like, who is this? And who are you trying to reach? So I cussed him out and didn't tell her the name because that would have been a dead giveaway. I wasn't legit. But about three hours later, another number texts me saying I texted his wife and he wanted to know who I am. I fessed up saying it was a dare and he was like, you got me in a shitstorm all for a childish dare. And I was like, I don't back down from anything. Not my problem, dude. And then I blocked him too, LMAO. I don't know what the status of their marriage is now, but I hope they went to couples counseling because they definitely needed it after my little pregnancy. Love your vids. Oh my God. This is chaotic evil. At its finest. I'm actually really upset with you. I know you're a viewer and you love my videos, but, like, I don't know how much I like you. I'm mad. If I was in your situation and I realized that what I was doing was escalating to something that would actually negatively affect someone's life, I would literally video call them. I would let them know as sincerely as I could that it wasn't real. I would introduce them to my friends who could back me up and say it wasn't real. You know what I mean? But you had no regard for their for their well-being at all, which is very alarming to me. There's so many better things you can do than ruin people's lives. It's cr- you could um paint a bird. You could eat a cupcake. You could learn a language. You could join a softball team. Learn how to use a n- n- something you don't know how to like literally oh my god. Okay, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I think this is emotionally hitting me uh, more than maybe it would otherwise if I didn't have a personal experience that reminded me of this secret. So I'm going to share it now. Here's my secret. It's not really a secret, but it did happen. Um, I was one time sitting at dinner with a, pers- a person that I was in a relationship with, and they got a text on their phone that said something along the lines of like, but can we still play sometime? I don't know. It was like lightly sexual, light sexual insinuations without bluntly actually saying anything. It was from an unknown number. uh, And I genuinely trusted this person and didn't think it was anything to worry about. So we just carried on. But of course, as people who worry and don't want to be hurt and have traumas, we there's of course, even to this day, there is a an ounce of me maybe a few ounces that is still like well who knows you know it's just really sad to i guess plant those seeds where they don't need to be planted um so i'm i'm really upset with you and i'm going to i'm i'm going to need to ask you to get a hobby that's more constructive than destructive okay to everybody listening let's create more peace for everybody next time you decide To send someone a message that might be chaotic and cause issues. Don't. Paint a bird. Eat a cupcake. (laughs) Moving on to my personal favorite segment, Going Public, where we actually talk to you about your secrets. This is the secret for this week. I have quite a few secrets, but this is the biggest one, and I literally have not told a single soul, and it is eating me up inside. This is probably the worst thing I've ever done and if hell exists, I'm probably going for this reason. I am in love with a married man, 11 years older than me. I'm 18. We worked together and it all started cuz we just happened to start a conversation after work. It surprised me that it was really easy to talk to him and he was really funny and charismatic. Then the second day we talked again after work and he mentioned his wife and kids and I'll admit it, I was disappointed. But I thought it was okay because I wasn't going to do anything with him. It was just nice to have someone to talk to. Then it became a habit. We would talk every day after work and soon people would start giving us looks because we would talk all day at work and then hang out in the parking lot after. So then we would drive to other places to talk after work before he went home. One day we drove to a parking lot and he asked for a hug as I was leaving and I thought, why not? So I went in for a hug and then he turned me around so that my back was to his chest and he put his hands down my pants. After it was over, I felt so guilty I didn't even show up the next day for work and then we agreed we would pretend it never happened and give each other space. But then we just kept coming back to each other. I know it is wrong and I'm a horrible person, but how do I get myself to stay away from him? We have been talking for about three months and we have mutually decided that it wasn't good for either of us, nor should we keep it going. But we always come back to each other again. P.S. I never slept with him, just other stuff. And for the last three weeks or a little longer, it has only been verbal, not physical. The other part that complicates it more is that there is another guy who I think is genuinely interesting, interested in me and I want to give him a chance because I know it would be better than what I'm doing now. And I know he doesn't deserve for me to be talking to anybody else. So how do I end it respectfully and open myself up to giving someone actually good for me a chance? And if you could don't put this in a video. Oops. I just need advice that I can't get from anybody else in my life right now. So if you can email me, that would be great. Or maybe you could put it in a video if you really needed to. (laughs) I like that we've escalated from don't put it in a video to maybe you can put it into a video until I'm into I'm going to call you and we're going to talk about it. All right. Let's get her on the phone. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm really grateful that you're talking to me because in the secret you submitted, you seemed like you did not want to talk about it.
1: Well, yeah, I I, I didn't because I thought that, you know, I just needed to keep it to myself and then a friend suggested I should, well, kind of suggested that I should at least talk about someone because I haven't really told anyone. Like, at
0: all. Yeah, that surprised me. Usually, if I have a big secret, there are at least, like, four friends that know it. But it sounds like you have one friend who knows.
1: Well, the friend I mean is actually the other person in my secret.
0: Oh, so the guy that you...
1: He's, he's the one who told
0: Wow. That's actually surprising. Yeah, we're talking
1: to... He's the one. He actually told a couple people. And... I was not happy about that because, you know, obviously, <laughs> but he was like, you know, you should talk to someone about it, too. Wow.
0: I I actually really like yeah. him for that, because if he was if he was just in it to protect himself, he would tell you not to tell anyone. So I, I really appreciate that. Honestly, I um, even
1: asked him if I should even do this. And and he said, yeah, I should.
0: <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> This is interesting information. Why do you think he's so comfortable with you telling people if it's a big secret for him?
1: Well, I think part of it is that he like he knows that I haven't told anyone in my personal life and just cuz it's not anything that I ever imagined I would ever do. I look back on it and it literally feels like A dream or like something fake or that like never really happened so it's so hard to talk about you know it's just not something that my friends or anything would ever expect or myself expect from myself so i mean it's over and done now or at least i think it is okay i mean he's he's gone like he's not here anymore He's out of of state.
0: Like he moved?
1: I mean, he's coming back, but not anytime soon.
0: Okay, interesting. So I'm
1: hoping that's enough time to
0: distance myself. That makes sense. Usually, if we get enough space from someone, the attachment uh, dwindles a little bit. Or you might be really excited when you see him again. Um, I definitely have questions for you. If there's anything you don't want to answer, just let me know. Um, can I, can I kind of okay. start from the beginning? Sure. Well, I guess my first question is before you got involved with him, how long did you work together with nothing happening? And during that time period, were there, was there like an energy between you that you could both pick up on?
1: So we'd only talked about two times, uh, before, cause he, he mistaked me for someone else. Actually, so he talked to me like he already knew me <laughs> and I just went along with it. Cause, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, uh, the type to be like, no, I don't know who you are. Don't talk to me. Uh we work in a big like job, like there's hundreds of employees. So we didn't really cross paths very often until we both happened to get the same position at the same time.
0: Okay. And then immediately things and started.
1: Yeah.
0: Were you eighteen? We you started when I am eighteen right now. But when you when it first happened, and you were not eighteen.
1: No, I I was eighteen. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Yes, I'm I'm of legal age. Okay. Um, the other thing that scared me is you know the big age gap, but yeah, it also didn't change anything for me either. I mean, I know age uh, certain age gaps are okay, but plus everything else on top, you know.
0: Yeah, like the marriage and the working relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that part. <laughs> when you're
1: outside of it, and you can you can obviously look at someone and be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's wrong," you know, you shouldn't do that. But when you're in it, and you know it's wrong, and you know that you shouldn't be talking to a person this way, and then. You still can't stop yourself it's 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 way different
0: i have a question which is who do you think out of the two of you feels more guilt
1: i think i do i think um especially because i'm you know i'm a woman i know the the i should know what it's like to worry about You know your partner not being faithful, and I think um, the fact that I was the one to just be like, okay, I know we said this, you know, six times before that we're done, but I actually like ended ended it. I haven't spoken to him in a in a while. Okay, so that's good. That's I think the guilt just got to me.
0: Did it ever seem like he felt guilty? Sorry.:
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And for the last
2: like month or so, we never like he never let himself be alone with me anymore.
1: Mm. I think he kept that distance, but we still spoke on the phone every chance we had and, and texted and um so that didn't change.
0: You said that you haven't been talking to him, but you did talk to him about whether you should do this podcast.
1: Yes. It's, um I just mentioned it last week when you guys first emailed me. And um, that's when he like, told me, like, yeah, you should do it. You know, it's only fair <laughs> because I talked to, you know, two people about it.
0: You guys don't actually talk very much, but you did reach out to ask him about the podcast. Yes. Okay. What were you going to say?
1: Because even though, like, I'm trying to keep my distance, I still care about him. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to deny that.
0: What – do you know his wife? Have you met her? Do you know anything about their marriage? Did he ever complain about it or talk about their situation?
1: No. He never – the only thing he ever said was that um, I never met her – Never like, um, talked to her or anything. Um, he just said that
2: he is the like,
1: he doesn't get to talk like we spoke, like, he doesn't get to talk like that with his wife. And that made me realize okay, so that's probably why he's showing interest in me in the first place because he doesn't get that part. Still not an excuse. I know that.
0: I've heard that a big reason most people cheat is when they don't feel emotionally fulfilled in their relationship. So yeah, not an excuse, but that does sound like what happened here.
1: Yeah, I I told him as much. We said, you know, that's probably why you're here talking to me and he was like He was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so, we were a little bit self-aware, not that much because we weren't able to, you know, step aside, but
0: do you feel we, like this is knew. like a like a thrill or um a fling, or do you feel like either one of you has genuine like love for the other person?
1: He never said love, but I definitely felt it. I would never tell him that. Yeah. It would just make it way worse. Um I'm not even telling him the name of this channel or anything. Okay, I was wondering I was like, he but might hear now. I definitely felt it and There were a few times where I thought he was going to say it to me, too. But he did make it clear that he genuinely cared for me in other ways, or at least the way I saw it. And that's what I
0: understood. And none of your co-workers saw it happening. There's, like, too many people for anyone to really catch on, is that?
1: No, a lot of people caught on. Apparently, so... They, like, never knew the extent of it. They just knew that me and him were close. And they would call us, like, best friends. And every time he wasn't at work... You know, when you work at a job like mine, all the guys are, like, trying to see the fresh meat and uh, go for it. Ew. So every time he wasn't there... Yeah. They they always ask every, all the new girls out and whatever. So... Every time he wasn't there, they would all go for it, try to ask me out on dates and everything. And when he was there, they'd like stay like ten feet away. And a lot of people noticed that that was the case. Like when he was around, people, I guess they knew they they couldn't get my attention.
0: That sounds so like a really odd work was, culture. Would you agree that that is a very odd? Yeah, work? it was. Like, kind of like a a sexist environment. Like, you are meat unless a man has claimed you. I hate that. I actually hate that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm quitting your job. Myself. (laughs) Um, You want to quit for me? Yeah, I want to quit for you. I'm angry. Okay, do you think that he's going to ever tell her?
1: I think he probably would in maybe several years. I think... It's just too soon, too fresh to say anything. And I also question, you know, is it my place to say anything? Yeah. I don't, I have no idea. I have no idea what to do. I really don't.
0: That's a hard question because I would have the same question you would want to know.
1: Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. And I mean, most people would. But then at the same time, when you're in it, you don't know how to just rip off the bandaid.
0: I, I don't know if this is wrong of me, but I do feel like it's his responsibility to tell her, not yours. Um, And it would probably do more damage for you to tell her than for him to tell her, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm sure some people will disagree with me and, and say you should tell her. But you do what feels good for you, and it seems like telling her is not what you think.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's what I should do either, but yeah. I know that's what my friends, if they knew, that's what they would tell me to do.
0: Ha- have you ever, like, crept on her on the internet? That's what I would do. Just curiosity. Well,
1: he he had my, I saw a picture of her on his Instagram. So I, I do know what she looks like. Yeah. Um but I never like you know went to her Instagram personally. I tried not to look too long <laughs> and tried to not look at all, but I, you know, curiosity got the best of me.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds uh, like a little healthy that you weren't like compulsively invested um in that area. Not that this whole situation's like really great probably for your mental health generally. <laughs>
1: No, it hasn't been at all. I I think this is probably the worst my mental health has been in a long time. Wow. And that's why this, like, this last two weeks, I just, I said it was enough. Because, yeah, I don't want to get back to that place again.
0: What do you think it is? Is it the guilt? Is it feeling like you're... Maybe disrespecting yourself being in the scenario like that. All of it. Yeah. It's,
1: it's why do I let myself be the second option? And like every time, like that's a pattern I realize that I put up with a lot. Not always in the same way. This is the first time I've ever done anything remotely like this. But, um, And the other part is like, you know, why, why even do this in the first place? Why even, how did this even happen? Why am I such a horrible person?
0: No. (laughs) this is what
1: I think most of the time.
0: No, you do not need to call yourself a horrible person. And you know what? It doesn't help you. At this point, you've already lived this experience. Being hard on yourself is actually, I think, the last thing you need to do. You've shown yourself that you have empathy for everyone involved and that you know that it's wrong. And I feel like if I were to, you asked for advice, I'm going to give you some. (laughs) But if I were you, I would try to focus on just giving yourself a little bit more uh, empathy and kindness because you've already been struggling so hard with the situation and you're not going to feel any better if you keep like beating yourself up about it. You know, you ended it. You're going to try to stay away from the situation, hopefully. And I think part of the pattern of mm-hmm. letting yourself be second or, you know, not feel valued in relationships it must be a function of this part of you that also is hard on yourself you know what i mean like something i've learned is usually when there's a problem or a pattern underneath it there's a belief that you have about yourself that is driving the situation so like what is the belief do you think is it like i i don't deserve love i'm unlovable like is there some sort of something with your upbringing that would make you believe something about your worthiness
1: yeah that actually makes a lot of fucking sense Sorry for the bad word. I don't know if we're allowed. Oh, <laughs> you can
0: fucking swear.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Do you, okay. Yeah. <laughs> fucking great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you can identify the belief right now, and you don't have to? But
1: I think yeah. I think a big part of it is probably my dad. Um, he wasn't around a lot. I know that's probably cliche. You know the daddy issues or whatever. But you don't need to minimize it because that was it your is experience. My life, you
0: know? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, it was I think I didn't have my dad around a lot, so I never had like that male attention, never had that like, oh this is what a healthy relationship is supposed to be like. I never saw that. And I I I think that's probably what it is that I gravitate toward these unconventional, you know, zero to a hundred relationships. Yeah. That end up being you know, bad for me in the end. You know what you said about the beliefs, you know, mi- mirroring, you know, patterns. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense to me.
0: I'm glad that resonated with you. Also, just the idea of like you creating maybe yeah. situations that you don't feel safe in because that's what you are familiar with, you know?
1: Holy shit. <laughs> You're
0: probably <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, this in the kindest way possible. Have you ever um, spoken to a therapist?
1: I have. Not about this specifically. I think the problem with it, my, ther- my last therapist is I got too close to her because I saw her for many, many years and then she started feeling like a family member so I couldn't say as much anymore.
0: Or you, you felt like you couldn't, you think?
1: Yeah, I felt like I couldn't.
0: I think you would be You'd. it would be amazing if you talked to someone more about it. The first step to moving forward is just the awareness that there is something you want to work on, you know?
1: Yeah, that definitely is something that's been on my radar of, you know, getting back into therapy because I haven't done it in a while.
0: Do you feel like uh, this situation is genuinely coming to a close? Like, what do you think, what do you suspect will come moving forward in your relationship with him specifically? Um...
1: Honestly, I'm not sure. I think, I think when he comes back, it could go one of two ways. Either he respects what I said and, you know, we see friends or maybe acquaintances or, you know, no matter how hard that would be. Usually when you endo it someone, it's easier to put them to the side when you don't see them at all. Yeah. But that's not really an option. Um, so, and then the other way is that the minute he gets back, he tries to, you know, rekindle that. But the other part that kind of complicates that is that there's a, another guy that's genuinely interested in me that probably would be good for me.
0: Right. You mentioned that in The Secret. That have you been, been, been
1: showing that
0: have you been seeing him at all?
1: I have. Yes probably not the best timing. Right. But he's been waiting for a while. And so I want to give him that genuine chance.
0: Well, I feel like uh, I I hope this doesn't sound bad because I don't want any I don't want you to be using him necessarily, but maybe focusing your attention on him will give you an opportunity to be um Sometimes it's hard to honor ourselves, right? So if this guy tries to make moves on you again, it it could be hard for you to honor that you said no to it and wanted to end it. So maybe it'll give you a little bit more of a push to honor that promise you made to both of you to have somebody else that you also want to respect and make sure feels good. Does that make sense?
1: That's kind of was my plan too. It's not that I want to use him either. I just thinking like, even though I was the other person, I don't want to be the person that has two people. Yeah. Either. I mean it's already too much for me, but that would be even more of a like, wow, this is not where I expected I would be. And I think um it has helped, you know, hanging out with him and he's genuinely very sweet and and very kind and understanding
0: we love that and
1: maybe i'll even tell him about it at some point
0: the fact that you even think that you feel comfortable telling this person about it i feel like is a good sign you know and hopefully if you weren't involved with this person or it doesn't work out for some reason you still are aware that getting involved with this married man again is something that's just bad for your mental health you know for your well-being for everyone involved something i've done before that's helpful is that like right now it seems like you're in a more clear-headed space probably because you aren't interacting with him um when in a clear-headed space you write yourself a letter telling you yourself like how you feel what you felt about the situation what you know almost like a petition as to why not to get involved again if it were to come up and then it's something for you to refer to if you ever Mm -hmm. feel like you're like intoxicated by the situation again
1: yeah i think that's that's a great word to describe it is like you you when you're outside of it you're not talking to them then you you see it better but when you're in the middle of it you're you're intoxicated by the situation
0: yeah it's like a drug it is
1: like exactly i've never heard it described like that before i mean that's literally the perfect word for it
0: for whatever reason something about i think situations that aren't supposed to be happening are inherently more addictive as well
1: i think it's also the risk and the excitement and the sneaking around and all of it just adds to the the addictiveness the
0: yeah rush, yeah
1: i guess those are but i mean yeah i think my biggest takeaway was that i, I never want to be in this kind of situation again um even though i still care about him I never, and you know, I think I learned at least a couple things from yeah. this. I don't want to do that again. It makes me want to learn how to hold myself to a higher standard.
0: But also be gentle and kind to yourself because you made the mistake and you're learning, and that's actually the best you can do. So you don't need to be like, I'm the horrible person, I'm bad. Um, you just say, Oh, oops, I did that, and I'm going to do better now, um, and not be so so harsh on yourself because it just doesn't help it never helps yeah I'm trying yeah it's hard (laughs) I get it it's hard um I just you know it's really like trite I guess but the idea of just talking to yourself as if you're a friend I don't know if you would say to a friend like you fucking suck you terrible person you'd be like okay um let's do better let's do better we got this
1: yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to my <laughs> friend.
0: either. But and you should be your own friend. We all should I be think, our own friends.
1: Yeah, I just have a bad habit of being kind of rude to myself. But I think everybody does that every now and, now
0: and then. I, I also have that habit. But you're aware of it, and that's good. And just trying to be more mindful of when it comes up and not like feeding into it I think is important. Thank you for talking to me today.
1: Yeah, thank you for giving me the chance to speak about it because this has been my only outlet.
0: (laughs) I hope you feel comfortable talking to other people in your life at some point.
1: I think this is going to help me possibly, you know, open up to one of my friends who I think will probably understand, at least not understand in a way, but, you know, not hate me for it.
0: I think you should let your friends surprise you because... I'm sure they'll handle it well, I, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly that. I was saying I hope that they surprise me and they, you know, support me in the best way they can and still call me a dumbass because I know. <laughs> but in in a funny way.
0: <laughs> I think things are usually scarier in our heads than when we actually do it. So I, I really I hope and suspect that you'll feel better telling your friend than, than you will be, feel worse. Thank you so much. But
1: thank you so much. Like it it really you changed my perspective on a couple of things. So thank
0: you. That genuinely means a lot to me. It's part of what I wanna be doing here. So I I really appreciate you telling me that.
1: And I'm gonna take your advice on not being so hard on myself.
0: Yes. What what do you have to lose?
1: And finding a therapist. Yes. And finding a the therapist. <laughs>
0: It won't hurt. Neither <laughs> of those things will hurt you. I promise you that. Okay, that was that was interesting. Um, I know this is really corny, but it actually feeds my soul so much whenever I try to give people advice and they seem receptive with people in my life, but also doing it in this series. I really... I live for it a little bit. Um, and I hope everyone watching gets that same takeaway uh, that she had which was it doesn't hurt to be kind to yourself and we all make mistakes i don't like condone what happened or that um type of relationship but if you found yourself outside of a pickle what can you do you were in the pickle and now you're out so just be nice to you and your pickle i don't <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying um
4: pickles are a theme today
0: are pickles a theme? Oh my god, pickles are themed. I love pickles. Eat a pickle. Be nice to yourself. All right. For the most fun segment of all, in my opinion, quasi confessions. I am going to reveal your confessions as my own to strangers on Chat Roulette. Let's give it a go. Hi.
2: Where are you from?
0: Oh, California. Where are you from?
2: I'm from Australia.
0: Cool. You have a really nice face.
2: <laughs> well, no one's never really said that to me, but I'll take it.
0: Oh, I was actually saying it to me.
2: So you have a nice face. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough.
0: I mean, yours is the good bring- too. Well,
2: y'all yeah, can agree. So what brings you here?
0: Well... Sometimes I get horny looking at myself. So it's fun to go on chat roulette because I get to look at myself. But it's like specifically when I take nudes or if I'm just like looking at myself naked in the mirror, you know, not all the time, but sometimes I just really do. Do you think that makes me a narcissist? Oh, my
2: God.
0: (laughs) He's like, yeah.
2: Oh, my God. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm not well. Oh, can I do something to help you?
0: Can I just tell you what's wrong and maybe you can help?
2: Sure. That's, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I did a hit and run. Okay. So um, me and my friend were driving around. It's like nighttime and we went to a skate park and we parked there. And then when we were backing out to leave, we heard a thump. And, and we legit thought we hit a curb, so we just drove off, not knowing that we hit, like, a black SUV. And anyways, the next day after, I see on the news, like, a hit and run near blah, blah, blah. And we matched the description, and we're still hiding out almost a month later.
2: A month later? Yeah. Oh. It's a lot of time.
0: I know. And, I mean, I hope to get away with it for the rest of my life, but it's eating me alive.
2: Maybe it's your conscious telling telling you something.
0: What is it telling me?
2: I don't know. You're you're the one with the conscious. (laughs) I'm just a kid.
0: You're just a kid? You sound like a really wise child.
2: (laughs) I wish I were.
0: I think you are.
2: Maybe. Maybe I am. I don't know. What do you do for a living? I guess I hit people. Maybe you hate people.
0: Well, what do you think I should... I can't have small talk with you. I'm I'm having a mental breakdown.
2: Uh, you should not have a mental breakdown. You've got to be cheers up.
0: Oh, okay. Life is
2: beautiful,
0: you know? Easy as that. <laughs> That's good advice. So, but do you think I should tell on myself?
2: Maybe... You should pay for it I don't know it's the right thing to do
0: I, I get what you're saying it's just the only thing is that I I don't want to <laughs>
2: okay well there are things in life that we don't want to you know
0: uh, but what? we gotta do something whatever hi hi how are you I'm great what are you
2: doing they want me to not lie? Yeah. So oh, I've been just watching some videos. Oh
0: no. What kind of videos?
2: Oh, the kind of I shouldn't be watching right oh, now. Oh my god.
0: Um, like the news? Porn? Like, oh, porn. Oh, oh. He's drinking. <laughs> Whoa. So are, does that mean like your dick is in your hand right now? Yes okay well since you're setting the scene for me can i set my scene for you yes okay so um i'm home alone right now and whenever i'm home alone i do this because it really sets the mood um Mm -hmm. i I think my shit smells kind of good so um and i'm lactose intolerant so i i'll eat a lot of milk and then (laughs) i'll shit a lot and then my whole place just smells incredible. So I'm sort of just <laughs> celebrating. So like
2: in your bathroom? In the bathtub?
0: Not in the yeah, tub, like
2: tub. Huh?
0: In the in the toilet.
2: All right. Yeah. You like the smell?
0: I like the smell of my shit. So that's kind of like you're getting off to porn and I'm getting off to the smell of my shit. Seriously. I mean, not getting off, but it's like what gives me joy. It's, it's kind of like.
4: And
0: oh yeah, God, this is crazy, yeah, How? i I mean is it, it high? Is in a way. Yeah. yeah, it's helping you, yeah, I'm thinking about it. you keep thinking I, about it, I gotta go,
4: oh my God, that was wild, oh God, I feel dirty,,
0: bye,
2: is this radio, sorry. What do you do with this? You are in the live now?
0: We're all living live. Are you live?
2: No, no live. You do live now? Live like... I don't have a life? Are you bullying me? No, you don't understand me. Sorry. Never mind. Okay. What are you doing? Talk with you. Talk to you. True. Yeah. That's what I'm doing.
0: You. Nice. Um. I am planning on taking a bath later, though. I do love... I love baths. What you love? Baths. Baths? Baths. Like, when you turn the water on and it goes... so, And then you lay there okay. with the rubber ducks.
2: Right. How old are you?
0: Um... I'm like mid-twenties.
2: You're a child. What? I'm actually an adult.
0: I mean, jo- <laughs> yeah, last week, me and my brother took a bath together, and I peed in it. What? But I Would am you an bother? adult. What?
2: With your brother?
0: Yeah, with my brother.
2: Where you live in USA?
0: I live in California.
2: Ah, nice.
0: Where did you think I would live based on what I just told you?
2: Maybe New York City.
0: They are crazy over there. Not that bathing with your brother is crazy. Do you bathe with your siblings? What? Do you bathe with your siblings? You remember? Yes. (laughs) Rubber ducky? Yes, of course. You bathe with them?
2: Yes. What is your name? Does
0: it matter? Okay. <laughs> what? Um. I just wanted to know. Okay. I. Uh oh. Bye.
4: <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Did, what did? Was he trying to go leave, or did you? I did it. I don't know. I panicked. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I panicked. <laughs> Oh, this
0: one's
5: good. Okay. You don't have to panic anymore. I don't so have don't to panic about about anymore. No, oh so you can calm down. You're in the ocean low- now.
0: Oh my God, I'm in the ocean. The sun's setting. What a... I'm calm.
5: I do try. And, and we got a little beach shot. A little beach sad drinking.
0: Can you give me the sound of the ocean? I need uh, like an audi- audio effect as well. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> oh, my God. Are you a voice actor? You should be. I'll hire you. Where are you? Can we be friends?
5: I'm in the United Kingdom. I'm <sighs> in the United Kingdom. Where are you?
0: I'm in California. But I want to be friends.
5: You can be. We can be friends. I have a YouTube channel. I do Twitch. I uh, I often play music.
2: Uh, okay. I do. I do a few things. Uh.
0: Well. What. What's your YouTube channel? Uh.
5: It's. It's totally brand new. Um. I was having an idea. Uh, let me. share
2: uh, Okay. Chief Mojo. Three subs.
5: Yeah. So far.
0: You're going to have four subs by the end of today.
5: Well, thank you. Um, I was having an idea. I'll sub you back, by the way, uh, if you let me know who you are. Um, I was having an idea for interviews, you know, different kinds of podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, one of them was to...
0: I'm actually off the clock, so I can't get into this with you. Off the clock? Yeah, I'm off the clock.
2: What do you mean, off the
0: clock? I'm not working, so I don't want to discuss work.
5: I do appreciate you subscribing.
0: Yeah, I will. <laughs> okay, I have love a, you.
5: I have a, I have a SoundCloud as well. Okay, where all my music. Chief
0: is Mojo. Subscribe.
5: Chief Mojo Rising is my is my full name.
0: Okay. Chief Mojo is I will, I will subscribe to everything. I love you. <laughs> well, thank
5: you very much. But um, if we do end up talking again, I want to run this interview idea by you uh, just to see what you think. Okay. Um, all right. I love you. SoundCloud you sound like I might have interrupted a thought pattern. I don't know. So I'm sorry if he was having a good time.
0: I can't remember if anymore. You. I love you. I love you. Too. Yeah! All right, we're done. We're done.
4: Oh, my God. I feel like what we talked about in our episode two literally just happened to us. What do you mean? Like, the guy was jacking
0: off. You know, what do we talk about now? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what's so fucked up that I... Well, maybe it's because I filmed cha- uh, Omega videos before. Or maybe it's just my life experiences. But for some reason, like, I actually didn't disturb me as much as it should have.
4: <laughs> I don't know. It's still replaying in my head. I've definitely seen... They, like, I told you, I saw somebody on the street, like, really recently.
0: You know what? Uh, he... Affirmed, which it's what I said about the first secret about um, like masturbating brings out the worst in you. He got turned on by my like fascination or my obsession with shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he was also just
4: turned on by you
0: talking to him. Obviously, no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. That was really disturbing, and I'm a little disturbed that I wasn't more disturbed. So I'm gonna talk about and that. And this is like he was like
4: lightly, like his body was moving just subtly yeah. the whole time. That was the. It was like. That was the part for me. He was like, oh, yeah, what? Talking, and, like, it was happening at the same time. (laughs) It was, woo, But we got to brace ourselves because that's going to happen to us. I
0: know. At least he didn't show it to us. Thank God. Yeah. I need to sage the room. So there's an interesting odd energy in the air after a guy just... Masturbated to um the the podcast on the podcast, so I'm really glad that we're doing a round of a pause now because I think we all need a little bit of a a healing for this week's episode. I think the assignment I would like to give you all is to mindfully clean yourselves <laughs> initially. I wanted to do – I want you to mindfully wash your hands, and I say that mostly to make the Subway Girl wash her hands, Um, but I actually – I'm going to turn that into a full-on shower. For Subway Girl, just for you, it's washing your hands. For everybody else, I want us all to mindfully take a shower. Mindfulness, I feel like, is a a gateway drug. It's a really easy way to start getting in touch with your body and with your feelings and your mind um, without having to sit there and, you know, absolutely be still. So mindfulness is, from my understanding, when you just mindfully or one-minded is another way to word it, focus on exactly what you're doing, uh, the way your body feels, the experience of what's going on around you, and then also non-judgmentally, in a non-attached way, paying attention to what's coming up in your thoughts and your feelings in your body. It helps you be more grounded in the present moment which is obviously amazing because that's all we have. And also uh, helps you build emotional strength because you're actually coping with your emotions and letting them come up instead of um, suppressing them or distracting yourself constantly. And then you, I notice when I'm more mindful, I'm way more in touch with myself and I'm able to make better decisions for myself because I'm way more aware of what I'm feeling and what I'm actually thinking. And a really easy way to do it or an easy way to practice mindfulness is when you're, doing something that involves feeling something uh like tangibly so I like to be mindful in the shower or when I wash my hands and just pay attention to the way the water feels on me what exactly I'm doing in any given moment washing this finger this finger this limb you know what I mean um and then also yes non- non-judgmentally non and and kindly letting my mind and body d- do what it does and uh. I, I almost feel like doing that in the shower helps you not only cleanse your body, obviously, but cleanse your cleanse your mind, which I think we all need after being like, I don't know, was like, was that not like a, a mass? Like, I don't want to use that word. You can tell that I'm about to use the. the. Do you know the word that I'm going to use? I don't want to use that. But it was really it was invasive, a, a mass invasive moment in this podcast. Whew, I'm sweating. I actually do need to go take a shower. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. This was an interesting episode. I, uh, I think I'm still processing some of it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review Revealing Your Secrets of the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, you are only as sick as your secrets, so send them to me. Go to castmedia.com secrets that's cast with a K to leave a voicemail or fill out the anonymous submission form at the bottom of my show notes. Today's episode of Revealing Your Secrets is a production by Cast Media. I'm your host, Alex Weiss. My producer is Amanda Elliott. My executive producers are Colin Thompson and Harris Lane and design and animations by Jeff Schweikart and Patrick Carrion. I will see you next time.